welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit. With subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our <coughs> eternal destiny. Well, hello everyone. Today is Pentecost Sunday and Adam was not able to join me today, but I've got a very, very special guest host with me right now, and that's Tony Carpenter. So I'm going to answer your call right now, Tony. How you guys doing? Hi. I'm excited to be on the show today, and thank God it's Pentecost Sunday. Amen. Amen. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. Yeah, yeah you very know, excited. I was thinking about the Book of Acts and and um, you know and and what all today means and and just that you know the Father was not going to leave us as orphans, but He's going to send somebody to us after He left. Absolutely. And so that's, that's exciting, you know, in, in the book of Acts and uh, chapter 2, 1 through 4, it says, When the day of Pentecost had totally come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Tony, what are your, what are your thoughts about all this exciting day? I just wanted to just hand yeah, it Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's what, what I'm so excited about is, you know, we call it the day of Pentecost, and, you know, obviously that's what happened. But really what it was was the, the power of God given unto man. You know, the, the Spirit of God actually dwelling on the inside of a man, not dwelling in tabernacles made with hands of man, but actually dwelling in our spirit, with our spirit, strengthening our spirit, you know, God's spirit. And what I love, even even looking back, you know, if you look at um, in the book of Luke, and I think it's in Matthew and a couple other different chapters, you know, the, uh, John, obviously John was baptized in water to repentance. He was calling everyone to repent. He was calling... Uh, uh, people to wake up and letting them know that the Messiah is coming, which is Jesus Christ. And he says this in Luke 3.16, he says, Jesus answered and said unto them all, he said, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchets of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and in fire. And now we actually see the fulfillment of that promise in Acts 2. You know, we see that not only did they get filled with the Holy Ghost, but they, they got baptized with the mighty baptism of fire. And, um, you know, it, it's so it, it's not just about the Holy Ghost and the fire, but it's actually what does that mean? What does it, what does it mean to be uh, uh, filled with the Holy Ghost and fire? And, and, that's, and that's the key things that we need to look at because we can hear titles, we can hear certain things, but, you know, when you understand what is the fire, what is the Holy Ghost, and then you can understand because it says this in Acts 1, it says, Acts 1, 7, it says, and he said unto them, this is Jesus. Obviously, Jesus, uh, he, he died and he came back and he was talking to the disciples. It says he actually, uh, in verse 1, it actually talks about, about how he was with the disciples. Uh, and in verse uh, 3, it says, to whom he answered, showed himself alive with his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen with them for how many days? It was 40 days Jesus spoke, and it says, the things pertaining unto the kingdom. So now he's now he's getting into the meat and potatoes now. Now he's really 
saying, okay, I'm about to leave, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send somebody with you. Now, let me, give you, let me give you the breakdown. Let me give you some details of the Holy Spirit. Now he says this in Acts 1, uh, verse uh, 6. It says this. Well, let's just go back to 5. It says, for John truly, just like I read in Luke uh, 3, uh, 16, now, now he's saying this again. Jesus is repeating what John just said in the book of Luke and book of Matthew and probably I think it's the book of John too. For John truly baptized you with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When there hence therefore were came together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? So now they're asking about when they're going to restore the kingdom of Israel and so forth and so on, and asking all these deep questions. And look what, look what Jesus said. He said this. I love this. In verse 7, he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times of the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but watch what Jesus says. Jesus is saying, let me tell you the main thing. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Don't worry about that right now. Let me, let me, let me show you something, because there's a work to do. Wow, Deborah, there's a work to do. That's why God has sent the Holy Ghost to us. Now watch what he says. Oh, I love this. Verse 8 says, but ye shall receive power. Come on, say power with me. Power. power. That's it. We shall receive power after what? The Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the other most parts of the earth. Now, when I see this, now I can actually put something together with the Holy Ghost. Because people say, oh, I'm baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Well, what does that mean? What is the, what's the benefits? What's the characteristics of someone being baptized in the Holy Ghost? Well, this is what it's saying right now. He says, when you, uh, but you shall receive power or authority or, uh, actually that word means dunamis, dynamite power. I mean, I'm talking about raw energizing power of God. And he says that you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. For what? Oh, so you can just be a happy Christian and, and have a big house and drive a nice car. No, it doesn't say that. Now, there's benefits of that, absolutely. But it's saying this, that you would be a witness unto me, that you would actually prove that Jesus is real, that Jesus died on the cross, that the power of God is real, that, that we, can, we can talk about it, but also we can demonstrate it. And that's the reason why it's so important that we have our own Pentecost. And I believe that's what we're going to begin to talk about today because it's not just about, oh, it happened at the day of Pentecost 2,000 years ago, a long time ago, such and such, and that's like the history and, and that's it. No, it's today, guys. Come on, the day of Pentecost can happen to any of us. The, the, the infilling of God's spirit, the infilling of God's fire and his spirit, and Deborah, even share with the people what happened to you when you encountered your Pentecost. What happened? And tell us what happened. And I love I think the people would love to hear it. Amen. Um, yes, amen. My goodness, my my personal Pentecost when I first got touched by the fire of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I can even get through it. Some people can't even get through this <laughs> so <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> International. I I was flipping through my bookmarkers and I was actually trying to get a different bookmarker on the internet, but mm-hmm. it it coincidentally, which I know is a God incident, landed on one of Pastor Rodney's meetings, and it was wow. a live, yes, it was a live meeting for um, 
I'm trying to think, Tommy Zito, mm-hmm. and he was helping him raise uh, money, I think, for the building, and he was just a guest there, and I'm thinking, wow, I've never really, I've never really uh, watched one of his meetings. I like to watch a live one, so I, I, I put it on. Oh, I tell you what, Tony, I was, my goodness, I didn't know what hit me, because wow. I think... I think he yelled fire, and you know there is no distance in the realm of the spirit, as you and I know. Yeah. There's no distance at all. And I was just one minute I was when I when I got off of there, I I just sat there staring at the computer, and I felt like this. Wow. this yes, yes, I felt like this high, but you know in the world I did I I drank a lot when I you know before I got saved I drank a lot I did some drugs here and there but you know thank God it's under the blood and it's in the water when I got baptized when we got baptized it's like Paul said those things we were you know I've harmed no one so um, yeah yeah so basically I I got really hit and I just sat there after and I felt like this high and I felt I'm like this is really different this is not a, a high like I've ever experienced in the world. It's it's a pure mm. it's a pure holy high. <laughs> if you wow. that, it's like a holy holy high. I mean that the high that I got from the world of the drinking, you know, I got the hangover and I got all of that, all of those horrible yeah. effects from afterwards. And and it because that's the devil's high, that's the devil's tainted anointing. But what we get, what I got was you know the pure holy, untainted, um, high, and anointing. I'm getting that way right now, Tony. <laughs> Hallelujah. I stared at the computer, if I can talk here anymore. And so I stared hmm. at the computer. I, I, I felt like this really pure high. And then I, I was literally beside myself for three days. I had never experienced anything wow. like this. Yes, yeah, I'd never experienced anything like this. One minute, I was shaking so hard. My, I was shaking all over, sitting there shaking. I couldn't eat because I couldn't hold my spoon. <laughs> if I tried to put food in it, I was shaking so bad that the food would fling across the room. <laughs> wow. My goodness. Jesus, I, help us. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, my goodness, maybe I'm having some kind of physical attack going on here. I thought something was wrong. Because I literally hmm. could sleep, I just I just was like high, and I just had this, you know, shaken and all this stuff, and like I said, I could barely eat. So then I called the prayer line at the river, <laughs> at the hmm. river, and asked them. I told them, I explained to them what's going on. I said, there must be something going on. They said, no, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's just the anointing. I'm saying, are you sure? I called them a lot <laughs> of times during those three days because it wow. went from shaking and it went from not being able to eat because I was shaking and it went from and then it just was I was literally like that for three days and during one of the times I called in I spoke with somebody and they said they said come on you I can feel it you just need some joy now put your hand on your belly and I said do I need I said do I need to rub it like a Buddha (laughs) (laughs) wow and I go, ha, ha, hee, hee, ho, ho. And I just got the joy like that. And it was just like a release. Because, you know, when you get all that fire in the, and you feel that baptism of the Holy Ghost. Ooh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was it was like nothing I'd ever experienced. And nobody laid hands on me. Well, the Holy Spirit did. But no human, yeah. no person laid hands on right. me. And, and it was. It. Yes, it's getting hot in here. I tell you what. Woo. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
that's, and that's our question to the audience and whoever's listening. Our question to you is, did you have your Pentecost yet, your, your own encounter with God? And you say, well, do I have to have a Pentecost? Do I have to have... And, and, and the wording Pentecost might not even be it, but really what we're saying is this. Have you had an encounter with the fire and the Holy Ghost? You know, you look through... You know, you look throughout history and look through these men who, and women who shook America, shook continents and, and, and countries and, and you name it. And what happened was, was just like the day of Pentecost. They got hungry for God. They got desperate for God. They read the word of God. And, and the Bible told them, listen, when the Holy Ghost comes upon me, they do me with power to be a witness. Listen, we cannot, we cannot take a powerless gospel to a sinner or 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 an evil world. You know, the Bible says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of the people. Listen, we cannot go with no power and expect people's eyes to open uh, in, in the spirit and in, in see in the natural that, listen, I need to get my life changed. I need to, I need to uh, follow after God. If we don't have power as saints, then, you know, we can't we can function correctly. And the sad thing is a lot of times, Deborah, even like where I'm from up north, I'm not going to go into you know, the different cultures, but uh, there's, there's different cultures. There's, there's one side that says, man, I got the Holy Ghost, I got the power, you know, the power of God's falling, and people are, are, are jumping up, they're excited, but there's no, okay, let's go demonstrate now. And then you got the other side. The other side is, okay, let's go feed the homeless and, and try to preach the gospel, but with no power. And it's like these two have to come side to side and come together. Jesus said you'll, you'll be in due with power, and then not only that, but you'll be a witness. Cause so the power of God is to be a witness. Now watch this. In uh, Acts verse 1, continue reading, it says in 9, well, basically 8, it says, you, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You shall be witness unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and out of, into, unto the uttermost parts of the Now watch this, Deborah, we both know this, but we got to let people know, because this is so, this is so key, because... We can literally forget the person that's next door neighbor to us, but we, yet we can go and, and spend $1,200 to go to Africa to preach to a tribe. And Jesus is saying, listen, start at Jerusalem. Start at your backyard. Okay, be faithful where you're at. Because if you're faithful in a little bit, then I'll make you roll over much. And that's what we have to see. You know, we have to see as Christians that look, we don't have to go to a foreign country to preach the gospel. If you live in America, Amen. there's plenty of sinners. There's people all over are desperate for Jesus, crying out for a move of God. And we gotta see we gotta see the cross. And the cross is across the street for, for most of us. Amen. So that's what I believe. But watch this. This is what verse nine says. And when he had spoken these things, while they behold, they was taken up in a cloud and received their sight, uh received them out of their sight. So they're staring up, they're gazing at Jesus like, Oh man, there's uh, there's our hope. There's our three years of ministry that's that's our that's our minister. That's Jesus, the Son of God. Now He's leaving us. Now what do we do? Well, the angel said this. Watch. And while they looked steadfast towards them in heaven, they went up, and behold, two men stood by them with white apparel, which uh, and said, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into heaven? This is Jesus, which is taken up from you in heaven. So shall come down like manner as ye seen him go into heaven. And then basically it says they returned to Jerusalem. And basically, this was the preparation of them being on one accord and receiving the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, the Bible says, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. 
And, Deborah, I mean, we got to be filled with the power of God. I mean, how can we function as Christians without power? Like, imagine, like Pastor Allen says, he says, imagine if someone took you to a dealership and, 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 and you picked out the nicest Corvette with the shiny rims and the bright red paint and nice leather interior, but then you pop the engine and pop the hood and there's no engine in the car. And that's many times what people look like. They never had an encounter with Pentecost. They wear a suit and they wear a tie and they know how to say amen, but there's no demonstration of the power of God. There's no receiving power when the Holy Ghost comes upon us. And when we get an encounter of that and, and, and say, God, come and fill me with your power, God. I'm desperate. I'm hungry for you, Lord. Do a work in my heart, God. Come and fill me like you filled the apostles and these great men. And then we can begin to demonstrate and we can see the harvest come in like like never before. So, uh, Deborah, share share the importance because you see the disciples, they were all in one accord. They weren't fighting. They weren't getting in a disagreement. God told them to wait and be in one accord, and this would happen. Tell, tell, tell the people of the importance of unity in the body of Christ, unity of receiving God's blessing, his power, and to go out in the streets. The Bible says what? One could put 1,000 in flight, but two could put 10,000 in flight. So tell the people the importance of us all coming together as one and, and going on the streets and demonstrating the Pentecost power that we receive from heaven. Right. It's very, very important to be in one accord because, if we're, it's it's like if you look at the, um, you know, my bur- my how how Jesus says my burden is my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Yeah. Well, the the yoke, you know, when the yoke of the oxen, if they have that, and you've got two um, ox going, if you've got one trying to pull them one direction and they're on that yoke, and the other wow. one trying to pull in the other direction, then wow. they're going to be mismatching all over the place. But if they're in unity then wow. they're going to keep going forward in straight way. And everybody putting their differences aside, whether or not the denominations believe yeah. in the same thing, if they have some differences, okay, that's fine. Let's put all those aside for the sake of the harvest, for the yeah. sake of one being in one accord, because it's vital to be in one accord. And as that happens, you can just picture the, you can just picture like a, a whole army just walking hand in hand together, wow. going wherever wherever it is that they need to go, that God sends them to to bring the people in to save his to save his his people, his children. Wow. That, that because you know you talk, because you talked about people um, that they're desperate. Well, when I was sinning, not that I mean we we sin even as children of God, but we were quick to repent. But when I was in the world. And I was I was sinning. I knew I was sinning. I knew that I, right. I was going to hell if I died that second. I was yeah. crying out. I was desperate. In fact, I wish, Tony, I wish that somebody would have come to me and said to me, has anybody ever told you that God loves you and has a great plan for your life? Because I mm-hmm. probably would have been in the kingdom a lot sooner than yeah. I am now. And, and, wow. and had a church that where we go, the river at Tampa Bay, I would have been in and discipled a lot quicker than I would have yeah. done. So I'm, I'm grateful for the gospel script. I'm grateful for the river. I'm grateful for Pastor Rodney and Pastor Donick. I'm grateful for you and your your beautiful wife, Karen, and your family. I'm grateful for that we, you know, we may have our differences or, or denominations have their differences, but, but they're just, 
putting that aside, because when on the day of Pentecost, they were all in one accord. Wow. They were all praying. They were all, you know, worshiping. They were all just there waiting. They didn't know what the Holy Spirit, who he was, what, what that meant that for the coming of the Holy Spirit. They didn't know right. what that meant, but they just were waiting. Wow. And 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 then when he came, I bet they're glad they waited. <laughs> because wow. have you ever seen like a, a compact, uh, one of those compact uh, uh, tra- tractors or like harvesters where the, it, it uh-huh. picks up a bunch of wheat? And yeah. uh, back in the old day, like on Little House in the Prairie, he had to go out there days and days to pick right. up those, that wheat. And he had to get it quick, like Charles Ingalls, you know, he had to go get that stuff really quick. Mm-hmm would, you know, either dry up in the sun. But now with those compact harvesters, it, it just goes right out there, and, and that, that, that harvest is, is taken in, in, like, less than a day, and it's all perfect, it's all, and it's put together, everybody coming in unity. It's important. Mm. Hallelujah. Unity is it, important. Yeah, it, it, but it has to be, because, like, even, like you were talking about the, the ox and different things like that, I remember one time, you know, I was just meditating on the word, and I don't know if I saw in a vision or a dream or whatever it was, but what I saw was I saw, like, I saw, like, tons of these chariots, and I saw, like, you know, two horses per chariot, and I saw, like, the horses struggling to pull these chariots, and then all of a sudden I saw all these horses being moved to this one chariot, and then all of a sudden the chariot, I mean, it took off. I mean, you had, like, 100 horses on one chariot, and it was like, it was like pulling paperweight. Wow. And I realized in my heart, and God was speaking to me, he's like, son, listen, when you when you come together and you come together in accord with my with my sons and my daughter, you guys can do way much more damage than just by yourself. And and that's the reality. Like, that's the importance of discipleship. That's the importance of soul winning. And, I mean, we all have to be one accord. And like you said, we got to... You know, I love what John Olstein always says. He always says to take off your denomination glasses, unplug your denomination ears. And that's the reality. It's like, listen, just read your Bible for what it says. Don't mix this man-made doctrine up. Like, if, if Jesus said, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover, then he said it. You don't have to twist his words up. I mean, do we have to have a private interpretation with a twist and a, a flip in the back and all? Come on, man. If Jesus said it, then, well, then we're able to do it. I mean, I don't. I don't understand this whole, you know, concept, twist God's word up and, and make it of no power and no void. And the enemy, listen, wow, Lord just give me revelation. The enemy is constantly, constantly, constantly always trying to make a counterfeit of the move of God, of the power of God, all the time, every time. So you look at it like this. What, what do people do in the world? Okay, you get a $100 bill. Well, as most uh, sinners, what they will do is, They'll actually try to make a duplicate. They'll actually try to make a counterfeit, something that looks like authentic, but it doesn't cash in as a $100 bill, right? So the devil does the same thing when it comes to the power of God. They got, we got flaky people that do all this weird stuff and, 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 and try to act like it's the Holy Ghost when it's really not, and it's just the flesh and different things like that. And we got to come to the book of Acts. we got to come back to the raw power of God and forget about all this other stuff and just get back to Okay, what is the Bible talking about? What was Jesus' mission on the earth? Jesus said this, I must work the works of him that sent me while of the day, where night cometh where no man can work. So Jesus had a revelation of what the time was and his purpose, and that's what happens when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. 
it brings this eternal fire on the inside of your heart that you realize, man, time is short. I need to figure out my purpose in life. What am I doing? Like, for instance, with me, I remember the first time, I, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I didn't speak in tongues, but the indwelling. I was in my bed when I first got saved. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy, right. man. Like, this is awesome. So, anyways, I'm in my bed. And, you know, a lot of times when right before we go to sleep, you know, we're just meditating, like, just with your eyes closed. You're not sleeping, but you're just like, God, I love you, or thank you, Lord, for this day. You're kind of like praying before you go to sleep, and that's right. kind of how it was. And, man, I'm telling you, suddenly, I'm talking about suddenly, this thing, the Holy Ghost, came, I thought it was a demon or something, because I didn't even, man, I don't know about the, I never read the book of Acts. I don't know the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I just got saved. I read, like, one, one verse in Matthew. You know, I don't know anything. I'm just hungry for God. And I remember I'm laying down, and suddenly it felt like if we were going full speed in the F-16 and we cut out a sunroof and I put my head out of it, and that's what it felt like. I mean, it felt like the wind came, I mean, physical wind, physical. It was so strong that I couldn't breathe in or out. That's how physical strong this wind was. Wow. It felt like a tornado came inside my bedroom, and it did it for, I mean, maybe five, ten seconds, just... I mean, literally, just like the book Acts. I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the wind. I, I can't even describe. It's kind of hard to even describe. I mean, the wow. F-16 and, and hopping out of it is kind of some somewhere similar to it. But there's no words to describe that. And ever since that day, it was like I knew I had the Holy Spirit in me. Months later, I read the Word and I read about the mighty rushing wind about the, the attributes of the Holy Spirit, you know, the, the different things that, that happens. And not not everyone has a wind experience. Not everyone has, you know, a fire on top of their head. But the reality is is that if you're hungry for God, God will fill you. However he does, he'll fill you. I don't know how the Holy Spirit works, but I know if you cry out, he'll come and fill you. And, uh, and that's what happened in my life. And ever since then, it totally changed. And then months later, obviously, I began to speak in tongues. And that's a whole other story in itself, but... You know, that's what me and um, Deborah are talking tonight and today about, is have you encountered your Pentecost, your own personal fire? And, you know, thinking about this, Deborah, I I go back to Exodus 3 because we look at the life of Moses. You know, Moses actually experienced the fire of God. I mean, he experienced it. Obviously, we know what happened, that the, the Egyptian was beating up on the Jew, and he killed him, and he went out in the wilderness. And now, see, this is Revelation the moment you can get alone and get into a wilderness place for your life, that is the prime time that God can fill you with the Holy Ghost. Not saying that he won't in any other time, but but Moses was hungry for the things of God. He didn't have anywhere to run to. And just like with me, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, when I got saved, I didn't have anywhere to run to. I'm like, God, I need everything. I, 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 and, and this is another thing, Deborah. It takes humility to receive God. It takes humility. See, now we're, we were talking about one accord, right? So... It takes humility to actually be in one accord, right, to humble yourself and say, God, I want your presence in my life. God, I worship you, God. God, I need power to be a witness. See, a a prideful person doesn't care about other people. See, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost, it wasn't just for them. It was for the other people, the lies that they would touch, that, 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 that empowering, that indwelling of God's spirit inside of them wasn't for them. It was for the people. And that's what we got to come back to. So now, look at Moses. Watch this. Let's go to Exodus three. I just want to talk about this a little bit, and Deborah, you can 
you can add on to it and, and go from there. Now it says this in Exodus 3, 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst uh, of a bush, and looked, and behold, the bush burned uh the, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I have turned aside and seen a great sight, and the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord had saw it and turned aside to see, and God, uh, God called him into out of the midst of the bush and said unto him, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. Now watch this. He says this in verse 5. And he said, Draw nigh hither, put thy shoes off thy feet for that place where thou standest. It's holy ground. Now let's get let's get some revelation on this. Now you gotta understand that Moses was walking his own way, and a lot of times with us. See, this is what the fire of God does. This is what the Holy Ghost, the indwelling in the fire of God does. It's like one minute. I, I believe this is this is, has revelation on what God said. Why did God say take your shoes off? I believe to me was this that God was saying, listen, Moses, you walked a path of your own for all these years of your life. Now, if you want the power of mine, if you want my spirit to come in you, you need to humble yourself and begin to walk the way that I've called you to walk. And it's just like the day of Pentecost. These men had to humble themselves and say, you know what, God, it is not my will, but thine be done, God. Lord, touch me with your fire that I can touch other people. Because God, the Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. And all of us want to touch God. All of us want the power of God. All of us want to be a witness but we cannot be a witness being in pride. You know, the disciples, God couldn't use prideful people. He's, he's got to bypass them because it, it's all about them. It's all about what they want to do and, and, and what I want to do. And, and that's, that's what I believe. I think that's the number one key, um, Deborah, is to, to having your own Pentecost, your own, your own touch from God is being in, first of all, a repentance state. We all know about repentance. And then really having a humble heart because, you, I mean, to repent, you got to be humble. To humble, you got to repent. You know, so Moses had to come in that, that humility stage, and just like the, the book Acts, the disciples, and humble themselves and receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Deborah, tell us about that. I mean, what do, you, what do you think about, like, even with Moses, even with the disciples, they were one accord, they were in humility, and then suddenly God came and showed. Tell us, what do you think about that, Deborah? Well, I think with Moses, you know, he 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 was at the at the burning bush when he he turned aside to look at it, and then you know, the Holy God basically told him, you know, take off your shoes. And I I love that. I agree with that. You know, you've walked your own path for way too long, and that really does take humility, just mm. to just to take off your shoes and say, okay, I'm done with my old way, just like the 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 blind. Beggar that uh, he he um, he took off his uh, he you know he took off his cloak or that um, you know uh, resembled the fact that he was a he was a beggar. I was a divine uh, beggar. It was something. It was one of those two. It was that had mm-hmm. the and he he took it off, basically saying, "I'm not I'm not handicapped anymore. I'm going to be humble enough." In humility to take off this, to toss off this old garment, saying that I'm handicapped because I'm not handicapped anymore. With God, I'm not handicapped. I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to get my miracle today. And with yeah. Moses, you know, Moses, when he when he did that, he also was humble enough to say, "I I have a stuttering problem, but I'm going to do it yeah. anyway. I have That's these it. issues. I have an anger problem. I'm going to do it anyway." 
I, wow. you know, I have my issues. God, if you if you see that I'm fit enough, that you think that I'm fit enough to do this, then uh, even with all my issues, um, and he was humble enough to to allow the Lord to put leprosy on that one hand and put it in and take it out, and and it didn't have. He had to trust God completely. Yeah, and, yeah, you're right. His his will, I don't think, would have really been. He he didn't really want to do it. You know, he's like, I I can't really talk that great. You know, can't you just like he's like I'll send Aaron to help you, and then he thrown down his rod, it became a snake, and and so he that took humility also in it in itself, and and all the issues, the issues like with the disciples. Thomas, he ha- he he had a lot of doubting. Um, yeah. Peter, Peter, he had uh, you know some. He he did. He always put his foot in his mouth a lot. <laughs> you know, he was, and then he he did have a bit of anger there, but he you know some issues. And I mean, let's look at uh, Judas. Even though we know he's the one that betrayed him, God still used him. And yeah. I and uh, so he, but he had that that theft problem. And you know, then the the Zebedee brothers, they wanted to be on the right. They you know they wanted to be sitting on the throne next to God, basically. So they all right. had their issues. They all had their issues, but God looked at those issues and He said, "I wow. I, see, I see your issues." Everybody mm. that used in in the in the Bible in 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 the history of the Bible everybody Come on, you're hitting something right written, now. That's yeah, that's something good. Come on, keep going. Amen. Amen. Everybody that was in the Bible from A to Z that did did something great for God and and that may not appear to be great. It might not have been like um Moses taking everybody across into and doing all of that, but everything that was done was great because it was important. They all had their issues. Look at um, uh, the 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 prostitute that hung up that scarlet that scarlet uh, ribbon out, or the outside the the door. Basically, then when the spies went back, they would know it was her and that she had she had helped and that they were not gonna they were not gonna kill her or her family. Mm-hmm. And she ended up being in the lineage and in the, in the a whole line that that led to being where Jesus was born. Yeah. So all of these people, I sometimes sit down. I'm I'm, I'm looking at. I've got all these issues. I've got this. I've got that. I've yeah. got the other. God says, I I don't look at your issues. I what are you wow. talking about? I'm looking at who you are. I'm looking at wow. who I, not who you are right now. I'm look. I'm not looking at that piece of coal, that diamond in the rough. I'm looking at that sparkling diamond that's shining the light of God right now. Is who I'm looking at. Hmm. He's like, what are you talking about? I don't see all these issues. I I don't I don't know what you you know. He's he doesn't see that. I don't believe when he looks at it because he sees Jesus when he looks at us. He sees the blood. He sees through that. Yeah. So he's not looking at all the issues we have. And when when we do something wrong, and we say we're sorry, he generally forgives it. He he wants us to just basically move on. Say, okay, you made a mistake. Let's get up. Let's move on. Let's move forward. Let's really get past this. I, I, I you know, let's let's get going. Because there was a, yeah. a show a couple a couple of Mondays ago, and it was the Fire of God Part Two, and all of a sudden I felt like 
uh, believers were dealing with pornography and the Holy Spirit addressed it through me. I just gave him my vocal cords and he basically was telling them, you know, why do you hang me on the cross, you know, uh, again and put me up to public display of shame. And in all of that, I I felt the heart of the father. I felt, I felt, I felt the pain. I felt the grief when, when we grieve and when we sin, but I was given a revelation at that point because I felt his feelings and what I realized is he really genuinely does not condemn us. Mm-hmm. That's the devil that does that. When yeah. the Holy Spirit was speaking through me when we was prophesying to the people who were having issues with pornography, he was basically saying, Hey, I know you're struggling, I know you're having a problem, but hey, it's okay. Let's get back. Let's get up on your feet. I'll pick you back up. You fall again. I'll pick you back up. You fall again. I'll pick you right back up. Yeah. You know, so he's like, but I didn't feel any condemnation. So when we mm. make our mistakes, like when, 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 uh, uh, when any, any of us make the mistakes, I, I know he doesn't condemn us. And as for hum- humility with the disciples, all of them that had their issues, like yeah. us, like we do, but God Absolutely. used them. God used them, and they they worked in humility, and they worked together. And no matter yeah. what it was, they still worked together. And and in that humility, they 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 crucified the flesh, and they got on the altar, like it says in in Romans, and became a living sacrifice mm. to the point of to the point of where all all but one was was uh, well martyred, and the other one killed himself, but. But so they, in their humility, were able to re- to re- to be there in one accord and receive the wonderful gift of of, of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and their own personal Pentecost. And every single one of them, including Moses, had to have their own personal Pentecost because if Moses did not have his own personal Pentecost, there is no way that he'd be able to no stand for Pharaoh and say, "Let." My people, who do you say that sends you? I am. Who sends you? I am. And that's power in those words. I am. (laughs) Sent me. Let my people go. If he hadn't had his own personal Pentecost, there's no way that he would have that. And and as you know, Pastor Ronnie always says, I don't have this. This isn't biblical. He says I've got no proof for this. But when I get to heaven, I'm gonna pull the virtual reality tapes, and when when Moses stands before Pharaoh, I'm gonna look in his eyes when he says, "Let my people go," and he knows. He says, "I know. I'm gonna see those flames of the flames of fire of God." <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That's powerful because you you hit something very. Very, 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 I think like one of the top number one things why Christians are not Christians, just born-again believers. Some, and sometimes, you know, other, other spirit-filled people, they, they, they go back to their insecurities. Now, listen, everyone listen. Everyone in the world has some kind of insecurity that the devil is trying to pluck at and, and, and try to hold you captive. Listen, me, I could I could list 30 of them right now, but that doesn't got anything to do with the call of God. And I don't even, I don't go by feelings, right? I go by faith. I go by what the Word of God says about myself. And and that's what Moses, every, I mean, you look at, see, this is, this is the thing, Deborah. Before I got saved and when I heard about people in the Bible, I thought, okay, 
well, these people are little angels and they never done anything wrong in their life. They don't know what I'm going through. They don't know what it is to live this kind of life. You know, that's what we think. That's what the enemy tries to lie to us and tell us. But in actuality, these guys, man, went through the ringer. They probably did more stuff than we've done as as sinners in the world and when they were sinners. And the reality is is that God takes the foolishness of the uh, foolishness things of the world to confound the wise. And and that's what it is. God has chosen us and we gotta come over that. We gotta get over our self pity, our self uh and uh, whatever you might call it, and get over the fact that okay, maybe we didn't have the best education, maybe we didn't have the best parents, maybe we didn't have this, maybe we didn't have this. But we gotta get over and say, Listen, when you get born again, the slate is clear now. The Bible says that old things are passed away. Behold, all, not some things, all, not some, not a little bit. No, all things become brand new. We're new creatures in Christ now. And, and, and that's the thing. People don't realize, and I'm telling you, I'm getting a revelation each day that I'm realizing that not only do I have the blood of Jesus, which the blood of Jesus never loses power, but I have the name of Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. The name of Jesus, the power in the name of Jesus. My gosh, it's more powerful than the sun. It's more powerful than a nuclear power plant. It's more powerful than a nuclear submarine missile. I mean, the name of Jesus is powerful. And not only that, do we have the angels. I mean, we got the word of God. We've got, I mean, we've got the other saints, the other men of God, the women of God to help us to overcome in these areas in our lives. And that's why it's so important that we that we're in tied into a local church, that we're around Holy Ghost people that can encourage us and, and that you guys even listening online that and, and, and throughout different uh parts of the world that you guys get a hold of this, that you listen every Monday or whenever it's getting played and you get encouraged by the word of God. Now watch this. Now why is it so important for a person to have a, a Pentecost? Let's say the God kind of experience, the day of Pentecost, your your own personal Pentecost. Now watch this. What happens why did why did God call Moses? Well, first of all, he called him because he loved him. But second of all is this. I believe it says this. In verse 7 it says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people that are in Egypt and heard the cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So what does God do? God find. oh, my goodness. We're about to get into something, Deborah. Are you ready for this? Yes. Come I on think now. the audience, I hope they strapped their seatbelt on See, watch this. God, God has done everything he can do on the earth, period. He's, he's died on the cross. He's shed his blood. I mean, he's given us the keys of the kingdom. He's given us the word of heaven. He's sent his angels to help us. He's given us everything, right? So watch this. God finds a man or a woman that will humble themselves to receive the touch of God that they can go help his people. And that's what happened. God found Moses. God found Peter. God found Mark. God found all these different Davids. God found these people, and what happened? They had an encounter with the living God, the great I Am, the great Jehovah, the God of mercy. They had an encounter with God himself, and from that encounter, what was it? It wasn't just for them. It was to carry them so he can carry the people through them. And that's what we got to realize, man. When the encounter of God takes place, it's not for us to, to lock ourselves in a, in a closet and stay there for 10 years and never come out. Come on, man. God didn't fill you with all this power just to sit in a garage or like a car. You, you build this huge engine in a car, and you never take it down the track. You never, you never drive it on the streets. I mean, come on. What's the purpose of even having all that horsepower? Or what's the, what's the purpose of being saved and having all this power on the inside of us, but we never demonstrated, We never let it out. 
So I want to encourage you. Maybe you do. See, I think there's different categories that are listening today. There, there might be people who say, well, man, I've never experienced. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, first of all, you, you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can accept the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's very easy. You accept him. You ask him to come in your heart, cleanse you from all unrighteousness, and you say, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I yield. And then you're going to begin to get a bubble sensation. Come out. You just begin to speak in tongues, whatever God might have you to do. And there might be other people listening tonight that, that actually had an encounter with God. They, they speak in tongues. You know, they're, they're filled with the Holy Ghost. They know the Bible, like, backing out. But there's no demonstration. There's no, there's no soul winning. There's no imparting. And that's why it, it, it's, like, it's like a pond. It's like I see a pond that's stagnant with water. And when you begin to go out on the streets and you begin to demonstrate the power, that water begins to stir up on the inside of you. And it begins to clear all that green junk, all that monk in the pond. And then you have this fresh stream. And I believe that tonight people are, 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 that need to call in or, or need to send in prayer requests or whatever, we want to pray for you. We want to we hear from you. And, we, and even if you're listening to a repeat show, listen, we're going to pray for you. Me and Deborah are going to pray for you at the end. And you just receive by faith whatever God has for you. So, Deborah, continue telling us about other people that have been touched by God and touched by the Holy Ghost and, and what happened in their life that they received their own personal Pentecost. Well, I'm thinking about, um, like, our pastor, for example. Wow. Now, that's, yes. a, that's a great example. Yes, that's a perfect example that, that just came to me was uh, instantly he 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 was so just, he, he was, you know, he... He received Jesus when he was five, and then I got baptized in the Holy Ghost when he was seven, I believe. But then when he was, I guess, I think it was 17, maybe. I could be wrong, but he was, you know, he was a little bit older, and he got so desperate for God, and and he wanted him to touch him so bad. He was so hungry, and he was so thirsty for God and for his fire because he read about the, the the baptism in the Holy Ghost and he read about how Luke 3.16, like what you read, baptized yeah. in the Holy Ghost and fire. He had the Holy Ghost, he won that fire. And mm. so, so he, he he was in a prayer meeting. I think it was on a bus, or it could have been someplace else. Yeah, he was in a prayer, the bus, bus, yeah. Okay, he's at a bus. And he had a prayer meeting in there, and then all of a sudden he starts yelling, God, I want your fire. And he kept yelling over and over and over and over again, God, I want your fire. And he, did, did he, he didn't stop at just one or two, you know, well, I guess he's not going to show up and give me his fire today. He yeah. kept yelling, God, I want your fire. On, until Jesus. he was hoarse. Until he was hoarse. And then, boom, suddenly, like in the book suddenly. of Acts. And, but uh. but before, before the suddenly came, he said, God, if you don't touch me, I'm gonna come up there and touch you. So and wow. then and then the suddenly came, and then the the fire got. He said it was just like somebody just liquid gasoline, Holy Ghost gasoline, and lit a match and mm. poof, Hallelujah, glory to God. My I could goodness. run around this place, Tony. <laughs> Jesus. He, just lit. he said he was like on and he was on fire, and he 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 was so the the anointing was so strong. He started laying hands on people in there because he thought he could get he could he could, he could have it lighten up a bit because it was so strong, and mm. and the people the more he did that the stronger it got because and he could feel it going out of his hands and all these people on the bus were like laid out under the power, and 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 Pastor Rodney was like that for three 
days. Just like I was like that for three days, you know, like um, I, my own personal encounter, like I described yeah. earlier, I was like that three days. Pastor Rodney was like that, and and Pastor Rodney and Pastor Jonica have now fulfilling and in obedience to to the plan of God in their life. They're fulfilling all because one man's hunger cried out and mm. and allowed was humble enough wow. to allow God to touch him. He didn't care if he screamed. That takes humility to scream. Desperation and humility be able to shout for at least a half an hour, God, I want your fire. It didn't care what the people there thought. Yeah. One person says, you have to shout, he's not deaf. He says, I know he's not deaf, but he's also not nervous. Mm. That other guy, words, he was making that <laughs> guy nervous. That has to make you, be, that makes you humble. You have to be humble, I mean, in order to have that. And and yeah. now, now all of these lives are being touched. If he had not called out and cried out for the fire of God, then all of these mm. lives, potentially these destinies, could God raise somebody up? else up yes probably but but maybe not suppose right. you don't suppose you you in the listening audience that are having a problem with this are not uh, are having an issue and, and and don't want to allow yourself to be humble enough to be touched by uh, the fire of god don't allow yourself to be touched by the fire of god and to be really changed and allow him to do a work in your heart and there's one baptism and many infillings if you don't allow that there are people that are assigned to your life that will that that will go to hell if you do not get your 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 allow yourself to be humble enough to be, be filled with the fire of God because destinies are waiting on you, lies and deliverances are waiting on you, and if you don't let yourself, then they potential they they will you know they they can go to hell. If you don't, if you don't yeah. allow yourself to be changed, and there's that yeah, other absolutely. man, I would, yeah, I was thinking about that other man, Tony. I forget the gentleman's name. That he was so desperate, he'd seen other people healed and all these things, and he went and and I think it was in South Africa on this on the hot floor with all these thorn bushes, and he knelt down and he prayed and prayed for the fire God to touch him, and all of these people that have just cried out and, and uh, for the fire of God to touch them and then they go out and they're fulfilling the destinies that, that and, and, and also God can't do through you what you won't let him do in you. My goodness. It, you know, he if you don't let him do it in you, then how can he do it through you? If you don't he let can't. him, yeah, exactly. If you don't let him burn all that stuff out, then then how can you do how how can you let him i mean how you can't he can't do it and you know we were talking about the wilderness the wilderness the wilderness is a dry and barren place but you know and you're out there and you're looking at all these dry uh bushes basically just a bunch of dry weeds and everything out there is dry because it's had it hasn't had the you know, it's hunger it's thirsting it hasn't had that water but one mm. man one woman of the fire god is like a Jesus. spark and it's like a match and you and that spark sets that whole place ablaze just like a forest fire and before you know it, it's engulfed it's engulfed in flames and then everybody is in unity now because everybody is set ablaze and then they go out wow. and they find other 
places that are 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 are, are dry like that, yeah. and they go out and they and, and to their own different places, to their own places. Like like it, once that once that place is set ablaze, and you've got all those people ablaze. Now they got to go maybe out north, south, east, west, different countries, yeah. states, towns, neighbors, whatever. And that's what and that's what they did though. You think about it. They started at Jerusalem. Oh, they started yeah. there, and then they begin to disperse all over the world. And, you know, because of this, now watch this, because of their encounter, we're actually here today. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. Because of, because of, because of their encounter, because Jesus came and, 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 you know, the Holy Ghost is here on the earth now, because of that, now we're actually here to actually experience the same thing. Wow. And and see, watch this, watch this, Deborah. This is something very important because you say, well, you know, how do I get filled? Da, 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 all these questions come in, and now this is this is one of the greatest keys that Pastor Ronnie's given, you know, to us. And one of his teachings, he says, if you want to get hungry and desperate for God, now this is the key. You got to strip away everything that would satisfy you because remember. To, to 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 get hungry for God, you gotta begin to fast from other things. I'm not talking about you gotta go on a forty day fast or whatever. No, but you begin to fast from things. I mean, come on, how can how can you say, Oh God, I want your presence, I want your power and then you turn on the T V and watch Oprah all day? I mean, come on, there's no condemnation. There's nothing wrong with watching T V. I'm not I'm not bashing anybody watching T V, but I'm just saying we can't say, God, I want your fire, I'm hungry for you and then our actions are not proven. Just like love. If I love my wife then if I say, babe, I love you, and then I go to down the street and try to flirt with another girl, that means I don't love her, right? That 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 means that my what I said was in void. And just like tonight, you're saying, man, you're even hearing us tonight. You're even hearing us talking about the power of God, the encounter of God. And, you, I, and, and there are people even praying right now, God, Lord, touch me like you touched Pastor Ryan. Touch me like you touched Miss Wigglesworth. Touch me like you touched Peter and James and John and all these great men of God. Lord, touch me in the same way, and God's saying this to you. Listen, strip strip away everything that will satisfy you. Get rid of all the, the spiritual Twinkies and junk food that you got in your house. Get rid of all these things because that's what's, that's what's filling you up. And and just like a glass, when the glass is filled with, with sand or water or whatever it is, you can't put anything else in there. It's That's it. It's filled. And what it is is just like with Moses. Moses had to empty out himself that God could fill him in. And that's what the fire does. The fire burns all that stuff out. And if you allow that to come, it'll burn it out of you. And, um, you know, some, some other encounters, you know, Deborah, when I was when we were talking about this, this is awesome because, like you said, you like some people have these great encounters. Other people had just like regular encounters. But there's, it's still they had an encounter with God. Now watch this. Mark 1, verse 39 says this, And he, which is Jesus, preached in the synagogue throughout Galilee and cast out devils. There came a leopard to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou can make me cleanse, clean. Jesus, verse 41, and Jesus moved with compassion. Thank God for his compassion. Thank God for God's grace. He put forth his hand and touched him and said unto them, I will be, or I will be thou cleansed. And as soon as he spoke, immediately leprosy departed from him and was cleansed. And he straightway charged him, forwith and send him's way. So he charged him, listen, be quiet. Don't say anything. Listen, I just touched you with my power and my fire, but please don't say anything. I mean, come on, Jesus. Why 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 did you do that? I mean, come on, how can you you really think this guy can be quiet? Come on, Jesus. 
if you come and touch us, like if you really got touched by Jesus, how can you keep silent? Even if Jesus told you to keep silent. Now watch what happens. And he said unto them, See thou say nothing to any man, but go that way and show thyself to the priest and offer thy cleansing to those things which Moses commanded as a testimony unto them. Now watch this. But he went out. Say he went out. He went oh, out. Oh, glory to God. He, he went out. And the Bible says he began to publish it much. And watch what happens. It blazed abroad the matter. Oh, my gosh. From one man. One man that was a leper. Uh-huh. And now God touched him. He said, if thou wilt, thou can touch him. Jesus was moved with compassion. But what happened? Now, let's look up. Let's go back to verse 40. It says he was beseeching him. The leper was beseeching him. He was getting desperate. He was crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me, or whatever he might have said. I don't know what he said, exactly what he said, but he was crying out. He was getting hungry for God, and guess what happens? Cry out for God. When you say, God, come touch me with your father, like Pastor Ronnie did, or with these other people, like with Pastor John Hawkins and, and, and Pastor Daniel Williams, Pastor Derek, and all these great and, and, and women of God that we have here at the River Tampa Bay Church, these men got hungry for God. They cried out that God would come and touch them, and what happened? Now watch what happened. It says this, but they went forth and he began to publish it and it brazed abroad the matter. Now listen, brazing abroad the matter means that the word went around town like fire. That's what it's saying. He's basically saying the word spread like rapid wildfire. My God. One man got touched and the word uh-huh. just spread. I mean, I guarantee you if he went to the quickie market, if he went to the, the horse stable, if he went to the the spice place or the farmer's market or wherever it was back in the day. He was telling everybody, every person he saw, hey, listen, I once was I once was dead and now I'm alive. Glory to God. I once was sick and now I'm healed. I once was broken and now I'm rich. Come on, he had an encounter with God. God, God himself came and touched him with his fire. Glory to God. And he could not stop but not talk about him. Now watch what happened. Now this is the clincher. Watch this. And so much that Jesus could no more openly enter in the city. My God. You talking wow. about some you talking about revival? One touch, Jesus touched one man, and the man got so radical for Jesus because of the touch, because of the Holy Ghost and fire, that he went about and he spread it like wildfire. And Jesus could not even enter back in the city because it was crazy. It was bananas. People were running all over the place trying to grab Jesus. Because they heard what happened. Now, come on, guys. I mean, and then it says this. Now, watch this. So Jesus couldn't enter in the city, but it says this in verse 45. It says, but when he, was, when he went out in the desert places, they came to him from every corner. My God. Oh, my goodness. From one person getting touched by the power of God. You see that. A little, little tiny incident. And who knows, like, for instance, Deborah, what do you think happened to this guy? after, like, Jesus left. I mean, come on, you think he just, okay, uh, he just, you know, told a little story here and that. No, man. I guarantee this guy just got more hungry and desperate for God and continued preaching the gospel all over the city, all over the towns, all over the villages, and demonstrating the power of God. And that's what the true Pentecost, the true encounter of God will do to you. It'll set you free. It'll deliver you. It'll heal you. And it'll bring you into a place of power and demonstration, and that's what happened to this man. So, man, I mean, we we got to come. we got to come to this place, Deborah, as a body of Christ. We've got to come. Born-again child, every born-again believer. That's why Pastor is going to D.C. We're going to the Constitution Hall uh, in a couple of weeks now, and we're believing God for a great awakening. We're believing God for a move of God because 
like Pastor says, there's no other way. Like Pastor Eric always says, and Pastor Army, there's no other way. God, we have to have a spiritual uh, encounter. We have to have the fire of God to come back because regular religion, regular little hour service with a feminine man speaking about Jesus and not even talking about the Word of God, that's not going to cut it for these people, guys. Listen, that's 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 like a... There's no power in that, man We need the power of God We need to get back to the book of God The word of God The power of God The the healing power of Jesus Christ The blood The casting out devils The speaking in tongues Come on We got to get back to that And if we don't have that Then America won't be shaken You can't shake America with religion Listen, it's tried It's tried and it hasn't been proven That it has so that's why we're believing God for another great awakening. So what do you, what, I mean, what do you feel? I mean, what do you see coming, even for D.C. about, talking about encounter? I mean, we're believing God. Listen, Deborah, we're believing God for encounters with these senators, with the president. I mean, we're believing God for the fire of God to hit these people like it hit you for three days. Imagine, okay, imagine this, Deborah. Imagine Obama getting hit for three days by the Holy Ghost like you did. My God. Come on, we got to believe for a great awakening. So, Deborah, why don't you share to the people what's coming up and, and just like on the same note about the uh, day of Pentecost. Actually, that's a really perfect uh, opportunity for me to play a quick 30-second um, promo for DC. Absolutely, uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to play it right now, okay? All right, sounds My good. God, listen and pay celebrate America held at the daughters of the American Revolution Constitution Hall for the first three weeks in July. Celebrate America is going to be a spiritual invasion of a Jesus kind. Your nation is counting on you. The only hope for America is another great spiritual awakening. Celebrate America is July the 1st through the 19th nightly meeting at 7 p.m. and then mass evangelism in the mornings on the streets. Enlist today for free at CelebrateAmericaDC.com CelebrateAmericaDC.com Hallelujah. That's what Tony and I are talking about. CelebrateAmericaDC.com. That's and, it. Come on, yeah, Jesus. I, can't, I, know, I, can't, I was thinking about Catherine Coleman and how, uh, for what I understood, um, it, I think it was her. There was a, she, people, she'd rent the floor, but then, like, people would get, lots of different people, they'd just, like, fall out under power just for these people being there, but they never... There were like so many uh, floors down or something. They get healed, and and uh, if they were just the the train drive, you know, coming into town, people from like miles away were getting healed and touched by the power of God, wondering what's going on. And um, yes, and you know, I this celebrate America DC is is coming up uh, July first through the nineteenth, and you can go to revival dot com. And look under the itinerary, that's R-E-V-I-V-A-L.com, and look under the itinerary right there, and it'll give you all the information of, of, you know, what the exact days are. But it's from the 1st of July to the 19th. And uh, today, Pastor Ronnie, you know, Tony, he was talking about how they invited everybody, every every, um, political person there, and that the person yeah. actually actually responded, and he actually said, "You know, I'm sorry, but my schedule right now doesn't allow me to be there." But I, I, you know, he he wished him well, and he said wow. he hoped it was to to be a success. So President Obama already gave you know pretty much like you know I'm I'm I wished it well. So, mm-hmm. but I I can just I mean, I I it's that whole place everybody having an encounter. 
And there's no distance. There's no That's realm. That's what I was going to say. Spirit. Come on. Yeah. We're flowing in the Holy Ghost, Tony. Yeah. Because there's no distance in the realm of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have to be right there in that That's building it. to get smacked with the power of God. Come on. And neither does Come the on. vice president or any of the other people. And we pray for all of them and, and in the authority. And, and we, we, you know, we... It doesn't matter what party they are. We we pray for who they are because God sets people up in, in, in authority. He brings them down. But he says, I'm a, he's the one that placed the people in authority there. Cause, and yeah. and he, told, he, asked, he told us to pray for them. So yeah. the awesome news, Tony, there is no distance in the realm of the Holy Ghost because there could be somebody that's in China right now that has a devil. And if I know about it and I can cast that out with my word, with the word yeah. of God, because there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. So just yeah. think, with he, he doesn't have to be in the doors of the revolution building. And who's to say that things won't change? But even if he doesn't go there, there's no yeah. distance in the realm of the spirit. I feel like you got some, Tony. Go for it. Come on, that's it. And, you know, we we got to realize that, you know, it, it it's... It's the power of God, like we keep going back to the encounter with the Holy Ghost. I mean, like, like, really, like, when you go back to what you said, what I want to, what I want to tap into is like, what you said about Pastor Rodney. Like you said that if Pastor Rodney didn't have an encounter with God, where would we be? And that's like, that's the God's honest truth, guys. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't believe that I would even be here. Like, like honestly, like. I probably wouldn't be on fire as I am now and in the doctrine of the word of Christ like I am because of this church, because of this man of God who said, you know what, I'm going to get hungry for God and I'm going to, I'm going to make my life count. And and it's just like with me, because of that, that rubbed off on me. And I'm like, I'm the same way. And just like with you, Deborah, many of you guys listening, you're like, man, this, this is right, man. Like look at the desperation, look at the sacrifice that if I would just sacrifice my time and sacrifice my life unto Jesus, what Jesus could do through my life, what Jesus could, could speak through my mouth, that Jesus could walk through my feet, that Jesus could heal with my hands. And, and, and that's the reality, guys. Why are we here on the earth? Come on, man. We're not just here to, 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 to go to college. I'm not bashing college and I'm bashing having a family. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But that's not the reason why we're here. We're, the reason why I'm here and why you're here, Deborah, and why you guys are here that are listening is because God needs us here on the earth to bring his children back home. Like I love what Pastor John says. He says it's so important as a father at the end of the day that a child always returns home. And that's, that's the truth. Come on, I got kids. I couldn't imagine my kids getting older and not coming home. I mean, I, I would be worried. You know, I'm like, man, what's going on? And that's the same thing the father's heartbeat. The father's saying, will my children return home? Listen, I'm calling out on the streets. I'm compelling them to come. And, and, and that's something key, man. Jesus has compassion. Jesus, listen, God wants souls more than we ever do. And I know we're desperate for souls. I mean, we want to win souls. Every time we see somebody, we want to talk to them, and it's like we can't stop <laughs> right. thinking about souls. But Amen. Jesus has a greater compassion, and that's what it is. Like, honestly, Deborah, like when I got when I got – born again, you know, I, I had it, I had an encounter with God, but I didn't get baptized with the Holy Ghost, but I, I, I still had this compassion on the inside of me to help people, but I didn't know, I didn't know the direction, like, it's like, imagine, like, like, having a hose outside, you turn the hose on, you put your thumb on it, and the water shoots all over the place, right, but right. when I begin to get in, when I begin to read the Word and begin to get around people, 
that, that are one-track minded, that are focused on the kingdom of heaven, because the kingdom of heaven is souls. And I begin to focus on them, and I get clarity of, wow, this is the reason why I'm here. This is the reason for the baptism of the Holy Ghost of fire. This is the reason why I'm standing here today, because I could be in heaven right now. God could easily take me to heaven. But God is saying, son, listen, one day you'll be in my arms for eternity, and, and one day, daughter, you'll be in my arms for eternity, and we'll have a great time. But for now, I need you to do an assignment. I need you to go rescue my people from Egypt. Whatever Egypt might be, Egypt might be the club to these people. Egypt might be sin. Uh, Egypt might be death and, and, and sickness in their body or poverty or whatever it is. And God is kind of saying, listen, I know you have issues, just like we went with Moses. Listen, we all got issues. Get over your issues. Get over yourself. If the devil can keep you in your issues, then you'll never do anything for God. Listen, I can, I can name things off like I said before, but that doesn't stop me from following after the plan of God. Who cares if, if one body, one leg is longer than the other, or you're fat, or you're skinny, or you're bald, or you're, you got spiky hair, or you got, are you pale, or you're black, and are you light-skinned, or Spanish, or whatever it is. Come on, get over that. Who cares? Who really cares? When, when we get to heaven, you'll have a glorified body, and your body will be perfect, right? Who cares? If, if you're white, then praise God. Worship God regardless. If you're black, praise God. If you're fat, praise God. If you're skinny, praise God. If you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're tall, if you're short, whatever it is, come on. Praise God. Let's, let's win some souls, guys. Come on, get over your insecurities and let God do a work in your heart and know See, I think a lot of times when it comes to all this, Deborah, it's they they gotta understand the love of God. The love of God yes. will pass. See, the love of God will actually will rip the fear away from you. And the tactic of the enemy, and me and you know, Deborah, come on, how many times is this trying to come on us? Is fear. Right. Fear will stop you from being a demonstrator of the encounter of God which you had or the Pentecost that you that you have encountered. And that's why it's like like, this is how I see it, and Pastor Allen says it sometimes really cool. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, it's like you shake a soda can, and you just shake it, you just shake it, you just shake it, and next thing you know, you pop the lid, and fuzz and, and liquid goes flying all over the place. And that's what it is. got to stir ourselves up. we got to shake ourselves. you got to shake that fear off you. you got to shake that insecurity off of you. you got to shake that thing. I mean, you got to shake it. That's why it's so important to pray in the Holy Ghost. That's why it's so important to read the Word of God. That's why some of you guys are listening. You don't have a home church. You need to get a home church. Come on, you need to be discipling. You need to be getting discipled from your pastor or for some mentors. Come on, you need to begin to listen to this each day of the week and getting teachers from uh, uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown and Kenneth Hagin and all these great men of God that you can shake yourself. You can stir yourself up so whenever you go, you can be a demonstrator of the Pentecostal power. Deborah, I feel like you got something and you can keep coasting with that. Yeah, that's uh, so powerful because, wow, that's the, the soda. I love that. That's just because it, yeah. it's yeah, that's like, I feel this, I feel it really strong in here. The yeah. fire of God and his anointing, it's really hard to talk. Now I see what Pastor Ronnie talks about. It's easy for y'all out there, he says, just sitting there. Right. I, have to, I have to stand up here. Right. We got to communicate <laughs> with you guys. Right, talking about having a, a podium with handles on it that he can lean on. <laughs> right. Yeah, because yeah. like, cause, cause you remember, like, Deborah, we were talking about, like, the different encounters, like the different people encounter. Now, watch this. Now, you can, I'm just going to throw this out here, and then you can swing to people. We look at John 4, 28. The woman left her water pot and went her way into the city, 
and said unto the men, Come and see a man which told me of all things that I did. Is this not the Christ? Then she went out in the city, and all came unto them. So she got touched. So tell, tell the people about the woman at the well, how God, she had an encounter with God, and then what happened from that? Well, the 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 woman was um, she was a, a Samaritan, and, and Jesus was sitting down, and he was resting at the well, and he he was waiting for the disciples to go get some some food and come back, and so he sat down because he was tired. He let's think, yes, he's God, but he was in human form. He got tired, so he sat there, came down to 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 you know to get the water, and he, he asked her for a drink. And first of all, she was kind of shocked because first of all, she was a woman and she was a Samaritan, yeah. which and and Jews didn't have any dealings with them. And right. so she's like, "Who are you that you know? Why are you asking me for a drink? Because I'm a woman, I'm a, a Samaritan." And and so uh, he he he, uh, he basically he he asked her to to go you know they, he, to go call her husband. And she said she didn't have she she wasn't or she wasn't married or the person she was with and and uh, he says well you have uh, five you've had five husbands or and um and so and she he's like boy it's really hard for me to talk to you as you can tell oh my goodness Lord help me Jesus <laughs> it's hard to talk about this kind of stuff basically I'll put it in a nutshell since I'm stuttering here for my words if I can possibly do that I will try. <laughs> Basically, she he basically said if you if you ask if you ask for 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 from living well, the living well, which is Jesus, if you drink from him, then you're never going to thirst again. And so she got so excited, Jesus. she perceived he was a prophet. My I have prophet because I'm so, like, really drunk under the anointing of the new wine, not anything else. So then she got uh-huh. so excited, she ran ran off and told all the, all, all the friends that mostly men <laughs> that she knew about Jesus and come see this man that I know. She got so many people there that, that she brought them back. Uh, some believed on her word and some believed because they heard him. And so mm. they ha- uh, uh, like, like a lot of people got saved and it was like a, it just kept a lot of people. And Jesus. my goodness, it's hard to talk. I just wanted to tell you on a side note, Tony, that yeah. um, I, 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 just in case I, I set the show for two hours, but we can still do an hour and a half, but I set it just in case. But to okay, let you know, fine. we've got, we've got like about, if you want to do it to 630, we've got like roughly 15 minutes or we have 40 okay. minutes, whichever okay. one you prefer. Yeah, we're just following the Holy Ghost wherever God okay. wants. Okay, all right. Yeah, like it's hard. For me. Yeah, okay. Where, wherever you want to do, you just <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, basically, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's beautiful. It's beautiful because it's 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 like there's no time in the in the spirit. You know what I'm oh, saying? It's no. like like we have time on here on Earth. God stepped out of eternity and made time, and now we're in time, and it's just it's awesome. But you know. Deborah, we really got to believe God as Christians, really believe God for encounters. Like, 
because obviously I'm, I'm with Pastor John in the outreach department, and, you know, we're constantly, you know, leading soul winning teams out in the streets of Tampa and, and all over the place and doing in-reaches and, and doing outreaches and different things like that. And, I mean, you know it's just as well as I know. I mean, you can have a great event, but if there's no demonstration and there's no encounter with God, there's no their own Pentecost. Now, obviously we know Jesus said what? In, in Mark 4, he talked about the seed and the sower. He talked about there's different seeds, and which is the well, he said the seeds the same, which is the word of God. But he said there's different soils, which is the heart, and there's different people, and, and that's and that's the reason why some people only get so far in God because it's their heart. You know, I, I believe like when we go back to the Book of Acts that these men, their heart were open. There was no like, there was no interruption between God. They yeah, they might have had some issues in their life. But they, at the end of the day, they had to lay down their life and say, God, come and touch me, Lord. I'm, I'm hungry. Because imagine, okay, there's 120 in the upper room. Now, Pastor Arnie always says this, and or, uh, either Pastor Arnie or another man. Well, yeah, Pastor Arnie did say this. He said, imagine the modern-day church, if Jesus had come and, and carry. And we don't know how long. I don't know if it was three days, three weeks. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it actually says how long that they were in there. But um, what I do know is that, Imagine if there was, come on, look how many people Jesus touched. Like, really, seriously? Like, come on, Deborah, like, the audience, let's really look into this. Look at the 5,000 that he fed. I mean, that's just the men, not including the children. They saw the miracles. I mean, the walking on water, the preaching, the healing, the demonstration. The Bible says that the book wouldn't even be read because it, it, would, it wouldn't be big enough. The miracles and the things that Jesus did. My God. Okay, so watch this. At the end of the day, when everything's said and done, there was only 120 people in the upper room. Are you kidding me? To receive the power from among hot. So what does that tell me? That some people weren't hungry like the disciples were in the 120. And and that's the reality. Is like if you want something from God, you got to be desperate. You got to. The Bible says that the kingdom of God suffer violence, but the violent take it by force. So. We know that the kingdom of darkness is not playing. Like, the devil's not going to give you a rope on the side of the road. Oh, just get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Just be filled with power. Just demonstrate my power. Just heal the sick. Just raise the dead. Cast all demons. The devil, the devil's not going to try to give you up the run at the side. Now, you've got to understand your authority. Obviously, we, we, we're seated in heavenly places, and knowledge is power. When you get knowledge, you get power. And that's what we've got to understand. We're not fighting against the devil. We fight the good fight of faith. That's the only fight that we fight. That, that, that we fight, but the reality is, is that we got to understand the Word of God when it comes to being a do of power, because that's the saddest thing to have people that don't have power and that are trying to demonstrate with no power. And that's my cry for the audience today, myself, for you, that God, listen, Lord, we need more of your fire. We need more of your power, God. We need more, we, we need more uh, uh, of your Word in our spirit. We need, we need more in, information, God. We need a we need a, uh, greater opportunities to preach the gospel. And I believe that even saying that now, I look back, God has opened up the doors here in Tampa, Florida, that if you needed to be trained, if, if you need to learn about soul winning, outreaches, anything, like Deborah saying about CelebrateAmericaRevival.com, you can go to Revival.com, you can download the soul winning gospel tools, and you can actually put your fire to work. Okay, why am I filled? Why, why do I have this power? Why do I have this desire to reach people? Well, because God put that in you. Why? Because just like with Moses, 
he heard the cry of the people, and that's why he's called us. Come on. God called me. God, I, God could have let me die. Listen, I overdosed some drugs in my room. God could have let me die. But in my heart, I said, God, you know, or in my mind, or how, I don't know how I said it, but I said, God, give me a second chance in life. And ever since then, my, my life has changed, man. And I know that God has raised me up and raised up Deborah. And many of you guys are listening. He raised you up because he's called you to rescue the people from Egypt. And we've got to be in one accord. We've got to put souls first. It's not about trying to get a brand-new car or trying to get this big ministry with your name on it and you in the spotlight. Listen, those things will come. If God called you to do that, yeah, it will come to you. But the reality is, is that souls, 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 that is God's heartbeat. God's heart is beating for souls, and that's why we're in do with power to be a witness. So, Deborah, if you just want to talk on that and just share whatever else is on your heart. That's true. You know, I was thinking that um, uh, I would go ahead and I would give the um, the phone number just in case uh, anybody yeah, wants to absolutely. call in. Uh, it's area code 646-668-2093. That's 646-668-2093. And um, also, just on a quick side, uh, side note, <laughs> as you were talking about uh, going to Revival.com and putting your fire to work, you can also, if you have a call of God in your life, uh, you can come to RBI, or, uh, which is yeah, River Bible, yeah, River Bible Institute, River School of Government, and River School of um, Worship, and those start in August. So that starts in August, and and uh, scholarships are available if you qualify for the River School of Worship and the River School of Government, and that will be. Uh, um, for that, so in August, I thought I'd let y'all know. And just if you have any questions or comments or or prayer requests and or testimonies, you can email us at Fire Talk Radio and the number two at yahoo.com. That's I R E T A L K R A D I O and then the number two at yahoo.com. So uh, just to let you know on, on all of those, a little side note there. But, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about all of that and, and, and how it's important to get, get educated and, and also, like you were saying, Tony, to, to put that fire to work yeah. uh, and, and learning whether it's, in, uh, whether it's in Sunday school, if it's coming to, if it's coming to church and uh, – to one of their services at 10 in the morning or 7 at night on Sunday or on Wednesday at 7 at night, which is um, Eastern Standard Time. So yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about how even talking about the uh, different uh, occasions like the woman at the well and and uh, a different other, uh, the leper. And I was thinking about yeah. how there's, uh, um, there's this one... Uh, place that uh, Pastor Ronnie was talking about, I think it was in Alaska, and um, they were going to have a, a revival there. Well, nothing was really kind of happening and until this lady named Dolly, uh, she got uh, miraculously healed out of a wheelchair, and she was healed from her wheelchair. And so everybody, everybody all over the place knew Dolly. Well, she went and told everybody about how she got healed at this one place. Well, next day, that place was packed. 
Mm. And it was it was like that for for a while. So and then I was thinking about how I, I'm not sure if it was Tim Hall or a different person that spoke about uh, they they spoke about how they were having an altar call. They were doing an altar call at their church, and this one lady kept uh, dancing around and and just just praising and she's. Uh, up, you know, she's around near the altar where the people are supposed to go, and he very nicely told her. Like I said, I'm not sure if it was him, but correct. I'm you know, sorry if it wasn't. But anyway, she's dancing around, and it's I think two, three times he told her very nicely to sit down. She goes, "I can't, I can't. You don't understand. You don't understand. I came here in a wheelchair, and this is the first time I've ever walked." Mm, wow. How- how many people, I mean, if that's not being like you were talking about the leper, the the woman at the well, I mean, these people who went out and, and shared about what God had done for them, think about the, the man at, uh-huh. the, the, the at Gadara, uh, yeah. that he was, he was possessed by a legion, legion of devils, and, yeah. and, and, and Jesus crossed, he crossed over that he'd see to come over to set free just one that, that one person, and mm. and he and so when he set him free and and you know even in the, the the legions they knew who he was he told them to be quiet and and anyway he, he got the guy this guy set free and he's like please and then he, he's the the man that was set free from that legion who was naked and in chains was now clothed and in his right man mind asked Jesus please, can I go with you? I just want to follow you. He wanted to follow him everywhere he went. But Jesus wow. is like, Jesus is like, no, I, I want you to go. Go and tell what God has done for you. Go and tell the people what what God has done for you. You know, how you were, and he went out like that fire. He went out mm. to that area and, and he went to different parts of of um of the the city to where that he pr- actually prepared the way later for when uh people were going to come and ended up uh witnessing and uh to those places so there's there's all these people that have issues or had issues and there it keeps coming up again to me about issues but it, it it's a yeah. popping up in my spirit and it's like we can have issues we can have whatever the issue is that guy used to be possessed by a, a, a legion. There was the the woman that that was uh, they cast seven devils out of her. She was a prostitute, or she was a loose woman, and and she ended up being in the ministry. We can have all kinds of issues because that's what the devil wants us to have is issues. We'll have issues to the day we die. We're a work in progress. We're under construction, and and we'll always have that. But God doesn't see issues. We just have to, to to be humble enough to realize that we have issues and to work through those issues and allow the fire to 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 purify us and 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 go through those issues so that we can spread our fire and you see what I'm saying tony yeah absolutely absolutely you know it's something something important to to see that like we said before that, you know, these men had issues, you know, and that's what I'm telling you, man, that, that bothered me so much. And when I first got saved and even before I got saved, like, cause you know, obviously there was, 
there was things I was going through and dealing with, and I, you know, I'm like, well, how can I be a man of God if I'm dealing with this? How can I be a man of God if this is going on in my life? How can I be a man of God if this and that? And you run down the grocery list of whatever's going on, and um, and that's what I realized. Like I said before, you know, the Bible says that if there's any man or any woman that's in Christ, they're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And what we have to do is by faith receive that and not go by what we feel because faith versus feelings is very important because you might feel a certain way, but that doesn't mean that that's what the Word of God is saying. It doesn't, listen, you can feel a certain way, but that doesn't mean that that's the, the, the stamp approval of your life. You might feel fear, but the Bible says that God hasn't given you the spirit of fear. So it's, it's, it's a, a life of faith, living by faith and realizing that by faith receiving the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, I want to read something to you in Acts 3. It's very important because this is what happened after John and Peter got filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says and uh, in verse 1, uh, Acts chapter 3, verse 1, we, we're familiar with it, but we always get greater understanding, greater, greater revelation. It says, now Peter and John went up together in the temple in the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful, to ask alms to enter into the temple. When uh, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask alms, and Peter fastened his eyes upon John and said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Oh, I love this. Silver and gold I have none, but such as I have give I thee. Uh, in the name of Jesus... Rise up and walk. And I know time is short, and, and I'm, I want to end at 6.30, but I want to let everyone know to rise up and walk in the Spirit. Rise up and walk. Believe God that we can rise up and walk in the Spirit and be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire and demonstrator in Jesus' name. Thank you, Miss Deborah, for letting me come on tonight, and um, you can take it from here. Oh, definitely. I'm just so, just so very, very uh, happy and excited that you came on uh, tonight on this special broadcast for Pentecost Sunday. And uh, I'm glad that you came in. Did you want to lead the people in a prayer of salvation and the baptism of the Holy Ghost? And we can call it a night. Absolutely. Absolutely. That sounds great. Well, everyone listen tonight. I just want you to lift your hands and close your eyes. Obviously, we we said this over and over tonight. There's no distance in the spirit realm. It's not about some man saying a prayer over you or whatever. It's about God coming and touching you. God knows the heart of the person. So if you're hungry and you're thirsty after God, or maybe maybe you're in the category tonight that you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you need to receive Him. Make Him Lord over your life. Meaning. He's the Lord over everything, over your finances, over your relationships, over your mind, over your will, over your emotion. And God is calling all of us to come into another level. Maybe you accepted Jesus in the past, and and you're listening tonight, and you say, well, man, I've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, but it's like the, the enemies pulled me back somehow. I got caught up in a loophole and a trap, and Jesus is saying, come back, my son, come back, my daughter. Uh, I'm willing to, to rearrange your life. Come back on the train tracks of the way to heaven, of the way of the power, of the way of the spirit. And, and thirdly, you might be in a category tonight that maybe you're, you're in fear of your life and the devil's lying to you and the devil is a liar. And, and we'll leave it at that. But God is calling all of us to another level in him. 
So this is going to be a prayer and all, and then we're going to go on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Just say this with me. Just say, Jesus, tonight I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Lord, come into my heart. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Do a work in my heart. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart, that Jesus is the Son of God, and he died for my sins. And I accept him, and I boldly confess that Jesus is Lord. If you said that prayer tonight, all your sins are forgiven. Always remember to run to God because he loves you and has a great plan. Now watch this. Now we're going to get you guys filled with the Holy Ghost. It's very simple. It's not complicated. It's not rocket scientist. And, and, and like I said before, we don't go by feelings as Christians. We go by faith. We go by what the Word of God says. The Bible says that when they got filled with the Holy Ghost, they begin to speak in tongues. It's not about a feeling thing. People always want this feeling of this jitterbugs or whatever. It's not about that. We walk by faith and not by sight. So I want to pray for you, and I just want you to say this with me, and me and Deborah are going to pray over you in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to believe that immediately when you say this prayer, just open your mouth and begin to speak in tongues, just like if me and Deborah, we wrapped this nice present for you on Christmas morning, we gave it to you. All you have to do is open your arms out and receive that gift. And it's the same thing today. God is saying, listen, I want to give you this gift of my precious Holy Spirit. I want to speak through you. I want to live in you. I want to guide you. I want to direct you. And he wants to do that tonight. So just say this with me. Say, Jesus, you're the baptized of the Holy Spirit and fire. And God, I receive it tonight. I receive the indwelling of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. I command you in the name of Jesus to be filled in the name of Jesus. That's it. Begin to speak it out. That's it. Just begin to speak it out. That's it. Keep speaking it out. Keep speaking out. Be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. I command you to be filled. I command any person under my sound of my voice to be filled with the power of God. I command the angel of the Lord to fill them right now. The power of the Holy Ghost, the indwelling. I command them to be shaken by the power of God. I command the fire of God to burn anything out of them. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name, Lord, stick them to the floor, Lord. Come on, Father, I thank you for an encounter like they've never encountered you in your life. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you for the fire of God. I demand every person that's listening that's hungry for you, God, I thank you for a fresh, overwhelming touch, God. I thank you for a tsunami of the Spirit to rest upon them. I thank you for that Niagara Falls of the Spirit to drench on them, God, to choke them with your presence, God. Oh, glory to God, to, 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 to drown them in your presence today. In Jesus' name, Lord. And we thank you that these people will never, ever be the same again. Come on. They'll never, you'll never, you'll never, you'll never, ever be the same again. Because Jesus is on your side. Amen. Glory to God. Deborah, if you want to close out. All right. Good. To, thanks, Tony. We'll talk to you later. Okay. God bless Amen. you. Amen. Joining us tonight. Bye bye. All right. God bless you. All right. Bye bye. God bye-bye. bless you. Everyone, just I, I'm glad that you that you tuned in tonight, and I just pray for healing from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement that brought us our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. So I just pray, I sent, he sent his word and healed all our diseases and delivered us from all our destructions. So we just thank you, Father, for healing them. As we said, there's no time, there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. So we thank you for that, Father, right now. 
And I just want to thank everyone for joining us on this special edition, the special episode on Pentecost Sunday. Let you know we will be having our, our regular show tomorrow from 8 to 10 uh, Eastern Standard Time. So I'm really so, so glad that you joined us tonight. I'm going to let you go. And remember that we love you and that you're special, you're precious to God, and that God loves you. And until we, until next time, God bless you. Bye.